Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase, an ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at uaspr.org. This episode is titled, Energy Bricks and Building Blocks of Destiny. Moving forward with every ounce of energy you have. The Physics of Actualization or Destiny Accomplishment. Here is Neon Emerson Chase. Now must you cease to think about yourself and the troubles of the hour while you prepare to carry the good news of the fifth and continuing fifth epical revelation to those who sit in darkness. No longer should you be concerned with what you may obtain from the divine administration, but rather be exercised about what you can give to those who live in dire spiritual poverty. Gird yourself for the battle of a new day, the struggle with spiritual darkness and the evil doubtings of the natural minds of people. Now these are the words with a few little changes. Instead of gospel, um, we have, uh, instead of uh, the kingdom of God, we had the divine administration. And instead of the gospel, we had uh, the fifth and continuing fifth epical revelation. These are the words, though, of Jesus to Peter the Apostle in his eighth Marantia appearance. And these are Jesus' words to us today, us change agents. Have faith in God. Have faith in one another. And so shall you enter into the new service of the divine administration. These were Jesus' words to all of the apostles in his ninth Marantia appearance. And these are his words to us apostles of the divine new order today. You are all the children of light. Therefore, stumble not into the misunderstanding entanglements of mortal suspicion and human intolerance. If you are ennobled by the grace of faith to love unbelievers, should you not also equally love those who are your fellow believers in the far-spreading household of faith? Remember, as you love one another, all people will know that you are my disciples. Jesus spoke these words to Abner, Lazarus, and about 150 other believers in his 10th Marantia appearance. And he speaks these words to us disciples today. As I have revealed the Father, so shall you reveal the divine love, not merely with words, but in your daily living. I send you forth not to love the souls of people, but rather to love people. You are not merely to proclaim the joys of heaven, but also to exhibit in your daily experience these spirit realities of the divine life, since you already have eternal life as the gift of God through faith. 
These words from our beloved Jesus are for us today, just as they were for Peter, Thomas, and Nathaniel when he spoke them in his 11th Marantia appearance. In that one sentence, I want you to think about that. When he says, I send you forth not to love the souls of people, but rather to love people. What does he mean by that? With our understanding of soul, it's really easy to love the souls of people. That's all the wonderful higher things of people. But he wants us to love people. People in all of our messiness, in all of our errors, in all of our imperfections. He wants us to love people. These four messages that I just read from Jesus and his Marantia appearances, the thing that they have in common is the call to love God first by responding to his love for us and then loving others by living it, not just by speaking it. It's so easy to intellectually understand and accept Jesus' wonderful teachings, especially the ones on love. But it is so much more difficult to actually embrace those teachings by living them moment to moment. You know, we love to sit down and read those Jesus papers. They sound so wonderful. Jesus is just great. But to actually try to live what he is inspiring us to do and live how he lived. Now, that's a, that's a big challenge for all of us. It's so easy for us to have New Year's resolutions, but it's much, much more difficult to carry them out and to carry them out to the end. We might live them for about a week or two in January, and then all of a sudden they fizzle out. It's so easy to talk the talk, but it's something else altogether to walk that talk. Continuing fifth epical revelation tells us that the culture of divine administration that's being initially developed at the first planetary sacred home, and then hopefully in other sectors and eventually for all people of Urantia, that this culture of divine administration functions as the first few mansion worlds. Those first mansion worlds deal with an ascending mortal's physical, emotional, intellectual, and social deficiencies. The next mansion worlds deal with our spiritual deficiencies. So many people who are of the world that is permeated with the values of the Lucifer Rebellion judge the culture of divine administration from the frame of reference of these deficiencies. Fourth and fifth dimensional realities cannot be judged from a third dimensional perspective. Because when they are, when this reality is judged from that third dimensional perspective and from someone's own deficiencies, then it is misjudged. And we see that all the time. My own biological family is, you know, the biggest screaming example for me. How many of you are still guilty of judging the reality here from your own emotional, mindal, 
and social deficiencies. You're here, you're helping to build this new culture, but you find yourselves at times judging the reality here from those deficiencies that you're struggling to overcome and be healed of. An essayist for Time magazine said of the dominant culture of the United States, these are self-interested but not introspective times. How many of you are still wrapped up in self-absorption and self-interest rather than real introspection? Do you know the difference? The results of self-interest are self-pity, resentment, anger, blaming others for your own stuff, self-righteousness, and judgmentalness. Until you can move out of that selfishness, you are judging rather than discerning. So we all have to be very careful in claiming to discern other people's motives and situations if we are still mired in our own self-absorption, because it's not discernment, it's misjudgment. Jesus once said to a runaway lad, Remember, there are two things you cannot run away from, God and yourself. Wherever you may go, you take with you yourself and the spirit of the Heavenly Father which lives within your heart. My son, stop trying to deceive yourself. Settle down to the courageous practice of facing the facts of life. From this day on, propose to be a real man, a man determined to face life bravely and intelligently. How many of you are still runaways? How many of you are still running from certain facts about life and about yourself? How many of you still believe that healing is always feeling good about yourselves and only having the warm, fuzzy stuff in life? Some of the healthiest times of our lives are when we feel horrible about some parts of us, when we are ashamed of those dark places in our hearts, when we feel like a little worm or a pile of dung. Those are the times that we are poor in spirit and are open to the healing power of God's love and mercy. The secret there, though, is when we're in those times, we must open ourselves up to God's healing power of love and mercy. Because if we don't, we'll stay that way, beating up on ourselves, feeling like a pile of dung when we should move forward and know that God has already forgiven us and He is empowering us now to move forward and become even more who we are destined to become within Him. Remember that place in the Urantia book where it says, Almost every human being has some one thing which is held on to as a pet evil, and which the entrance into the kingdom of heaven requires as a part of the price of admission. We all have pets, and they're not cats and dogs and rabbits or birds, but we all have at least one pet evil. 
I want you also to think about what are your pets? Do you have just one or maybe do you have several? Now that evil thing may not be sinful or iniquitous. It may merely be erroneous. It may just simply be an unhealthy pattern. It has nothing to do with being sinful or iniquitous or some horrendous, terrible person. It may simply be a bad habit. What is, though, that pet evil that you are tenaciously hanging on to? Until you are willing to open up your heart and mind to look at that pet evil, you cannot really be healed at all your emotional, mindal, social, and spiritual deficiencies. It is indeed challenging to experience the first few mansion world realities here on Urantia, especially when we come from a society that has programmed us to run away from all those things and not to look closely at them and to constantly be trying to feel warm and fuzzy and cuddly all the time. And if we have to pop a few pills or take a few drinks to do that, we'll do it. That's not facing the facts of life. One of Jesus' most brilliant disciples, Rodan of Alexandria, said that Jesus' revelation enables us to seek for the true God and to find Him. But are we willing to pay the price of this entrance into the mansion world experience? Are we willing to be born again, to be remade? Are we willing to be subject to this terrible and testing process of self-destruction and soul reconstruction? Has not the Master said, Whoso would save his or her life must first lose it. Think not that I have come to bring peace, but rather a soul struggle. True, after we pay the price of dedication to the Father's will, will, will we do experience great peace, provided we continue to walk in these spiritual paths of consecrated living. I love where Rodin says, Are we willing to subject to this terrible and testing process of self-destruction and soul reconstruction? What about this soul reconstruction? Does it have anything to do with point of origin reconstruction? Jesus gave a teaching about the soul he said the soul is the self-reflective, truth-discerning, and spirit-perceiving part of a person which forever elevates the human being above the level of the animal world. Self-consciousness in and of itself is not the soul. You have to go beyond that. And we know from studying the Urantia book that the soul is different from the mind. What are those intellectual deficiencies that need to be corrected on those first mansion worlds? Roger Rosenblatt, the essayist in the Time for the Time magazine, in his essay about the values of the American culture today, 
what we call the third dimension, he says of the typical American intellect, so much of what passes for intellectual activity in our time is the carping of the jealous and embittered. Is one of your pet evils the intellectual deficiency of complaining and carping due to your own jealousy and bitterness? We continue to be healed and reconstructed as long as we cooperate with the Spirit of God and with the opportunities that are given to us in our day-to-day lives, in this fourth-dimensional culture that we are building together. We're not building it by ourselves, but together. Jesus said that a social group of human beings in coordinated working harmony stands for a force far greater than the sum of its parts. I want to read that again. A social group of human beings in coordinated working harmony stands for a force far greater than the sum of its parts. If there's 75 adults sitting in this room right now, if we work together in coordinated harmony, we will have a power that's far more forceful and deo than just 75 intelligent, God-seeking adults. One of the main concepts of divine administration from paradise, when you read the Urantia book, clear down to divine administration upon an evolutionary world, is coordination. The main purpose for procedure, that nasty word, procedure within divine administration, is to help these self-assertive individuals of Urantia, all of us, who were programmed in the third dimension to be rugged individualists and totally by ourselves and self-assertive and selfish, we are being, it's giving us the tools to implement this coordination. And that's the purpose of procedure, is to bring about coordination so that we can work in harmony. So the secret of us then being successful as a group, as a cosmic family of destiny reservists and divine administration, then is the healing of each of us as individuals. We must heal our deficiencies, and we all have them. And not only we who have lived on Urantia, but every planet has them, and that's why the mansion worlds in, in every system, in every universe is set up. <clears throat> Remember that when we feel small and inadequate due to our realization of our own shortcomings and errors, that it is a good place for us to be in, only temporarily though, but we'll be there for as long as we should be until we allow God to get to us so that we can hear from Him and we can begin to cooperate with Him in our soul point of origin reconstruction and truly experience here on Urantia in these material bodies of ours the beginning mansion worlds.
I'm going to close with a poem by Claudia Minden Weitz, and it's such a beautiful poem. It's so simple, and yet in its simplicity, it appeals to all of us because we have so many expectations of God, and we have so many expectations of what it is to be in God's will and what it is to be in divine administration. I asked God to take away my pride, and God said, no. He said it was not for him to take away, but for me to give up. I asked God to make my handicapped child whole, and God said no. He said her spirit is whole, her body is only temporary. I asked God to grant me patience, and God said no. He said that patience is a byproduct of tribulation. It isn't granted. It's earned. I asked God to give me happiness, and God said no. He said he gives blessings. Happiness is up to me. I asked God to spare me pain, and God said no. Suffering draws you apart from worldly cares and brings you closer to me. I asked God to make my spirit grow, and God said no. He said, I must grow on my own, but he will prune me to make me fruitful. I asked God to help me love others as much as he loves me, and God said, ah, Finally, you have the idea. Vanetics with Gabriel of Urantia and Neon Emerson Chase, an ongoing series of lectures and teachings on spiritual leadership, personal change, and the principles of divine administration. Part of the curriculum of the University of Ascension Science and the Physics of Rebellion. More information can be found at uaspr.org.